0: Listener-supported KFUO, the messenger of good news. This is the Midday Moments program. I'm Gary Duncan. It's so good to be with you as the host of this program each weekday. This afternoon, I welcome back one of our favorite fishing and shepherding supply store owners. Actually, the only fishing and shepherding supply store owner that I know. St. Peter from St. Peter's Hook and Crook. Hi. And don't forget, Gary, uh, springtime is sheep dipping time.
1: And as always, for the month of May, we're running our two-for-one special, two containers of sheep dip for the price of one.
0: Ooh, for the price of is that like? Do you have like onion flavored sheep sheep dip? <laughs> no, no, this is sheep dip. Oh, I keep. Thinking, you don't want to be dipping anything in I, okay. other than your sheep. Yeah, other than your yeah. sheep. Okay, I always get confused when you say that. Or maybe it's just because it's twelve thirty and I'm hungry. I always think of <laughs> you know that it's something you eat. That, You're always you thinking know, about food, like I, on I your potato that. chips, yeah. like a chip dip. You know, onion flavored yeah, sheep dip. Yeah. You know? A... And don't forget that
1: this is this is, is Dippy Gary Duncan's sheep tip we got, so it's the finest sheep dip you can
0: find. Oh, wow. That's Dippy. By the way, that's Dippy comma. Just want to make oh, sure you boy, remember that.
1: Right. I'm sorry. I always forget that. Yeah. So
0: I'm going to bring the flock of people down to your store. I think it's people, but I'm going to bring a flock down. I don't know exactly. To your so store this deep. weekend.
1: We're not dipping people. We're <laughs> dipping sheep. Yeah, oh. you're bringing your flock down. Oh, that's okay.
0: Right. I'm going to bring my flock down to your store this weekend. Peter, but uh, now we have to talk about Bible business so we are in the middle of a discussion about the different kinds of love
1: yeah, that's right Gary, you know the Greeks they differentiated four kinds of love
0: yeah, and as the English like to say, that's all Greek to me. <laughs> Maybe we should start, though, by uh, reviewing those four Greek words that from last week, those four Greek words for love. Then we can share the story about how those different words affected you personally.
1: That sounds like a plan.
0: Okay, the first one was arrows. Uh, a
1: term which has taken on certain negative connotations in our lifetime Uh, But originally, it simply meant the natural attraction that one man has for one woman. Uh, The love that caused Adam to exclaim when he saw Eve, this is born of my bones and flesh of my flesh.
0: Unfortunately, though, since the fall into sin, Eros has come to mean uh, the love of a a man for many women, or even a love for a man to another. No wonder it has taken on a negative undertone. The second term was, though, it was called sturge. Storge. Ah, and this is the
1: natural affection that is felt between members of a family. Uh, the fondness parents have for their children, the attachment that siblings uh, feel for each other.
0: So the love I have for my new, new, fairly new, the little great-granddaughter that we have who's less than two years, that's the storge love then?
1: That's the storge, exactly, Gary, exactly. Okay,
0: and, and then there's uh philos uh, the, that's called brotherly love.
1: Which is is somewhat a misnomer for for actually brotherly love would be storge, <laughs> ah. uh, but phyllis is, is is more the love we, that we have for our friends. Okay, uh, it's the word we that would describe the relationship you and I have, Gary.
0: I got it. So that's more in a a, a larger view than than family members. It's it's brother and, and that larger viewpoint. You know, brothers well, and sisters well, it's and Christ. The people you
1: kind of choose. Yeah, the kind of the people you choose to be friends, not that they're, because they're family, but you of common interests and concerns, you choose
0: them to be. Which brings us to the last word for love, agape, which is often called godly love.
1: Which is not a bad description, but, but it begs the question, uh, just what kind of love is this that we identify with God? Uh, and the insight I shared last week is that agape love is a love that moves one to sacrifice, a
0: love that is willing to give up
1: things, even one's own life, for
0: the sake of the beloved. Which certainly does fit God for the Bible says, God so loved the world that He gave up His only begotten Son, so that whoever believes in Him would not perish, but have eternal life.
1: The first three loves come to us naturally, but agape love is something that is foreign to our flesh and blood, which is a shame because it is the most important of all the loves, and in fact, it completes the first three loves. Indeed, sad to say, without agape uh, love. Uh, the first three loves are, are often the cause of great tragedy.
0: What do you mean, Peter?
1: But how is it that a young woman can abort the child within her? It is because storge love, family love, is not enough. It must be completed by a love that is willing to to make sacrifices for that child, sacrifices that do not end when the child is born. It is the same with eros love. How can couples who are so madly in love end up with a bitter divorce? It is because one or the other or both were not willing to make the sacrifices necessary to maintain the relationship.
0: I, I think I see what you mean, Peter. Why is it that the bosom buddies sometimes end up the worst of enemies?
1: Because their philos love was not completed by the sacrificial love of agape. I, I realize I, I, I must be sound and judgmental here. Uh, far be it for me to criticize my life as a clear example of what happens when natural love, is not completed with our love
0: now peter last week you asked us to read john chapter 21 verse 15 and following would you like me to read that now oh if you would gary uh please note only one word for love is used in english here
1: but but there's actually a, a couple of very significant words for love that are used in the
0: original greek okay when they had finished breakfast jesus said to simon peter simon son of john Do you love me more than these? What word did Jesus use for love here, Peter?
1: Well, the word was agape, which was
0: appropriate.
1: uh, For after all, that is precisely what I said. I had promised Jesus, you know.
0: (laughs) So you had said you would go to prison or even die for Jesus, which is exactly what agape love would do. And unfortunately, I had made that
1: promise in derision of the other disciples. Promising a love, as Jesus pointed out, that was
0: more than the rest of these. Yeah, and sad to say, though, you did just the opposite.
1: As I said, without agape, even good intentions lead to great tragedy. Rather than having any kind of love for him, I denied that I even knew Jesus three times. Which is why when I answered him, I did not declare my agape love, but only pledged my friendship. And now read the next verse.
0: And Peter said to Jesus, yes, Lord, you know that I love you. But the word I used for love there was not agape. It was Phyllis, the love of a friend. I'll continue reading the text. Jesus said to Peter, feed my lambs. He said to him a second time, Simon, son of John, do you love me?
1: And Jesus asked if I had
0: copied him.
1: And again, all I could claim was that I th- lost him.
0: And as we continue with the Bible text, Jesus said to Peter, tend my sheep. Jesus said to him a third time, Simon, son of John, Do you love me? Peter was grieved because he said to him the third time, Do you love me? What was it that made you so sad there, Peter? Was it because Jesus had three questions, and it reminded you that the three times of when you denied Jesus? That that was
1: part of it, certainly. But it was also because Jesus actually used a different word for love the third time. The third time he asked, Do you even really feel me, Simon. Can you even say you love me as a friend? You know, it was an honest question. They didn't really have any dedication to Jesus at all, even merely as a comrade. Which is why I answered as I did. Lord, you know everything. You know that I love you, that I feel lost you. I I do love you as a friend.
0: So, why did you answer that
1: way, Peter? Well, when Jesus told me, you know, that I should feed his sheep and his lambs, there was a moment when I thought maybe... Jesus didn't even know what I had done. I mean, after all, he actually hadn't been there when I denied him, and no one else could have told him. Uh, But when he asked me the third time, there was no doubt, as I said, that he he knew everything. But I also hoped that he would know that I I really wanted to love him, even if I could not bring that love to the fullness of agape. When you understand the different words for love that were used in our conversation, it helps uh, appreciate the importance of what Jesus said next to me. Continue the text, if you would, Gary.
0: Okay. Truly, truly, I say to you, when you were young, you used to dress yourself and walk wherever you wanted. But when you are old, you will stretch out your hands, and another will dress you and carry you where you want to go. Don't you see, Gary, what assurance Jesus was giving me? That doesn't seem very assuring to
1: me. But but don't you see what Jesus was saying? I did fell off him, and in the end... I would agape him. I could not do it by my own will of strength. But in the end, Jesus would give me the ability to agape. And following him, I I would learn the love of sacrifice. Uh, that is an important thing to know about agape. You cannot choose to love so. Uh, you cannot call it up from within. It's not a natural thing. But I think God gives you. It makes perfect sense if you think about it. Well, well agape is a love that moves us to sacrifice, right? But we do not create the situations that require sacrifice. If we did, that that wouldn't be love but evil. (laughs) Situations that call for sacrifice are imposed upon us, and the ability to sacrifice in such times is not a natural response, but a response that is moved by God. Ah, I wish Pastor Lukomsky was here. He, He could give you a perfect example.
0: Now, if he were here, what example would he give? Well, you know, he was blessed with the eros of two women. And he did so legitimately. We want to make that clear. We don't want the listeners going, wondering what's going on. His first <laughs> yeah. wife died, and as the Bible says, with death, the vows of marriage come to an end. I know
1: for a fact he loves his present wife dearly. For him, she is not only a heiress but also a storge and us. His first wife, however, had a tragic end, dying from a disease that had disabled her for many years. His love for her at the end was truly a thing of sacrificial agape, but you know, he has confided in me that if she had been so crippled, confined to a wheelchair when he first met her, he probably wouldn't have given her a second glance. Don't you see how God took his original love of eros, cultured it into a thing of storge and philis, and finally brought it into completion as an agape love? You see, agape love is never anything we can accomplish on our own, but always something given us by Jesus.
0: Yeah, and I'm two friends with John Lekomsky, and I've seen him uh, with both his wives and and how deep he loves them dearly. But I also saw the struggles with his uh, first wife as well. So how can we all have such an agape love, too? Well, first, I suppose we need to open our eyes
1: to those around us. We need to see those who are in need. But
0: that's not enough, Peter. I know a lot of needy people, but I'm not always willing to help them, little less sacrifice for them.
1: Well, the source of agape love is clearly spelled out in the Scripture. We love because He first loved us. If we wish to love sacrificially, we must first be given the faith that knows the great sacrifices of love God has made for us. Uh, don't worry, Gary. Jesus will do for you what He did for me. He will give you the time of sacrifice, and, and He will give you the agape
0: to follow through you know i think of the the guy that stands in the corner here near the building asking for money uh and i have money right there in in my uh cup holder in my car but I'm not always willing to sacrifice that money and give it up. And I always have these doubts that maybe he's not really as needy as he's acting. But So that makes me think of what you just said, Peter. And thank you so much for that. You've really given me something to think about for this whole week.
1: Oh, don't just think about it, Gary. You pray about it and pray about that, that man there standing on the corner. If there is someone who needs your agape, ask God to bless you with such love. For trust me, I know, you certainly can't do it on your own. Uh, next week, by the way, a new subject, an event to celebrate. For next week, we'll, we'll speak about an upcoming holiday, the Day of Jesus' Ascension.
0: All right, yeah, that's true. I, I, I just uh, you know I just talked recently on the program to uh, Doug Nicely, and he's talking about Ascension, too. So uh, maybe next week we should all have an, an Ascension party. Well, I tell you what, you bring the chips, I'll bring the dip. Yeah, you do that. But it's got to be onion. It can't be your plain sheep dip. (laughs) I want something I can eat, like we said earlier. So So you just have
1: to see what I bring, Gary. (laughs) (laughs) Hopefully you you bring
0: something good. All right. this is Gary. Yeah, I have to see what you're going to bring. I'm kind of scared. I'm kind of scared here. But I'll wait. I'll wait patiently to see what you bring to the Ascension party. We are KFUO. We are the messenger of good news.